Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Show, where we break down the formula on what it really means to be a fearless and fabulous woman in the world today. So whether you have a business or you want to climb the ladder of your career, guess what? You got to be fearless. You, you got to have a strategy. And I'm so excited to bring on Shelly Hunt uh, because she's definitely a powerhouse. Uh, she is a transformational expert. I was reading her bio earlier and I said, Shelly, there's so much in your bio. Like you've comp- accomplished so many things. I would rather kind of, you know, share your own story and, and send people to, uh, you know, kind of look at and, and see what you do. Uh, but Shelly, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. My pleasure. You know, it's interesting because I was reading this bio, you know, how you, you are a TV executive producer and you're the author of Success by Design. And one of the things that we share in common is you teach people how to create success by design by using their, their mind. And I think that is very powerful. I would call that a superpower. <laughs> well, thank you. And I agree. You know, it really is. It's not about your education. It's not about your financial abilities. It is truly about your gifts, your talents, and um, your creativity. Mm, I, I love that. Oh, my gosh. We're going to be talking about so many juicy things today. Uh, I'm kind of feeling the energy today. Wow. The energy today in the world, I'm, I'm kind of tuning in and tapping in. People are freaking out. People are freaking out. Industries <laughs> are changing. We've yeah. got crazy things happening in politics today. Uh, things are definitely changing in corporations. And I know for women, uh, women tend to really pick up on the energy of what's happening. And I just want to start there. Like, I want to start with, because I know this is something that you help people to do. When you are in fear in in general, kind of like, okay, what's going to happen to my business or my career? What are some of the first steps that, that you would help people with? Well, the first thing is realizing, um, you know, money is born in creativity. Money is not born in scarcity. So the minute that we go into fear, we're into holding tight. And money is not born and success is not born into holding tight. It is in truly being in the flow. And so, um, you know, a lot of people think, well, fear is just going to go away. I'm going to conquer my fear. I'm like, no, girlfriend, you got to make friends with your fear. And, you know, no matter if I started my first business, my second business, my third business, fourth, fifth, every time there was a point of growth, 
standing on the edge where my knees shook and I had that feeling like, oh, and that's where great things are born is between fear and excitement. And when those two marry each other, great, amazing things happen. And so it's being able to know what are your buttons? What are your fears? And being able to step into that. And there's times I just laugh at myself. You know, um, one of my companies uh, just went from a company to a major corporation. And so when you go from, it's just an idea to, you know, 60, 70, 80 people and it's growing, you know, there's things that go through your head, even my head and people go, Oh, but you've had multiple businesses. You've done this. You've done that. You don't get afraid. Heck yes, I do. There's times where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, so it's knowing in your body where you feel it. First off, because as women, we're very intuitive. So we feel it. Usually before we hear it, we feel it. So where do you feel it in your body? Some people, it's their throat. Some people, it's their stomach, their solar plexus. Where do you feel it? And then become aware. Because next, what's going to happen is the thoughts. And then your thoughts are going to kick in. And the doubt, the self-doubt is going to kick in. And the minute we start having self-doubt and we start having those kind of thoughts, we're limiting our ability to see opportunities, partnerships, alliances, and potential. Mm, Wow. What you said is so powerful. And I'm so glad that you said that you always have fear, no matter how successful you are, you're always going to have the fear and you, you have to identify that. So I think that's really important. I want to backtrack. I, I, want to, I want to find more out about your journey and how you arrived to where you're at today. Because obviously you've done a lot of great things. So <laughs> As you were evolving, you know, in your business, where did you really feel in the beginning that, that you truly made a breakthrough, that you realized that there is, you know, success by design and it really does come from your mind? Um, well, I, you know, I grew up under a house in Boston, Massachusetts, and I met a gentleman named Bob Proctor who really changed my world and my understanding of human latent potential. Um, and so I think I really got it when I started listening to what we just said, when I really, cause it always starts with self and we always think, you know, I'll have success some a day. I'll have success some a day when I have a million dollars, I'll have success some a day when I have $10,000, whatever your, whatever your paradigm is, I'll have success when I do this, or we play the other card, which is. To have success will cost me this. To be highly successful will cost me a family. I won't have time for a relationship. Uh, it'll, it'll cost me so many things that I'll talk myself out of it. And so I think that, you know, for me, it was really understanding my own paradigm. I think when we get where our limits and where our edges are, then we're at point A. And so many times, and especially as women, we put our face on and we're all geared up and we're like, I'm good. And sometimes we're not good. And so where are we truly at? You know, and then understanding not just authenticity for ourselves of where we're truly at, but also where are we at financially? You know, I can tell where people's paradigms are. Um, and, and I've heard it said, 
The only fair way to judge a man or a woman is by results, often harsh, but always fair, right? And so, you know, we, we have these paradigms of where we should be, and then we have our reality of where we're at. And the minute that we're honest about where we're at, so where is your limit, where is your edge? Let me give you an example. At one point in my life, I got my first car. I was in high school. And the car was $75 a month, the payment. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I was like, oh, like, how am I ever going to afford this? And you know what? It then became the norm. And then my next car I got was like $125 a month. And I did the same thing. Oh, I felt it in the same place in my body. My head went, how am I ever going to do this? And then it became the norm. So the minute that we know, and I could keep going, you know, through, through my car examples. However, the truth is, what is your norm? Is it $100 in your wallet? Is it $1,000 in your wallet? Is it um, $5 in your savings account? Is it a million dollars in your savings account? Like, what is your norm? Because the minute you know where your norm is, you can push the edges a little bit. And, you know, it doesn't just go with money. It goes with our journey of relationships, of trust, of um, our, you know, learning, our mental side, our physical side, right? Knowing where our physical boundaries are, like when you work out and, and pushing it a little bit more. Now, some people go, well, what does that mean? You want me to go out and buy a Bentley? I'm living on $30,000 a year. So I'm not talking about being a lemming and jumping off the edge, okay? <laughs> and just, you know, um, though I believe in faith, that's not quite the faith I'm talking about. And so it's really not about just jumping off the edge, but it's where, where's your point A? And push, push mentally a little bit, push physically a little bit, push spiritually in your practice a little bit, and then financially so that we're constantly evolving, we're constantly expanding in our own self, you know? And it's never about the summer day, I'll have $20 million. I've met people that are in work, people that are billionaires, some that are happy, some that are unhappy. And I've worked with people that are waitresses, some that are happy, some that are unhappy. But they all had one thing in common, the ones that were happy, and that is that they enjoyed the journey. You know, this is a soul journey, I believe. And um, the more that we're engaged, the more that we grow, and the more that other people come into our lives to really assist us and serve us and partner with us. Um, so I think it, getting back to your question, I think it's about knowing where's your limit. Where's your edge? And constantly evolving and expanding. And I'm telling you that fear is going to come up in every area, whether it's relationships. I mean, we've all had bad relationships, you know, where we're like, oh, I really don't know, you know, <laughs> if I should trust again. Or we've all had things, you know, business-wise that maybe weren't so great. Well, do I delve into that again? Or I opened my own business, but maybe it didn't work. Or uh, maybe I, you've never opened a business. You know, and you have ideas and people need, you know, if it, I could show anybody anything, I would say that everybody has gifts and talents and whatever you believe that to be, I call it a God-given gift and talent. 
but you're meant to share it with the world. You are meant to share it with the world. And you know, there are other women out there and other men out there that have done it. There is nothing new that you want to do that somebody hasn't done. So, you know, go to the mentors, go to people and say, hey, how did you do this? Most people are willing to share their knowledge. So that's why I say you really don't need to have the PhD. You really don't need to have a million dollars in your bank. You know, I love when people go, I want to start a business, but I need $200,000. And I go, I call BS. I don't think so. I think you can do it from wherever you're at and bring in what you need and partner with people and be able to learn from other people. And you know what? It's amazing because not only will they share the good things that work, they'll share the things that don't <laughs> instead of trying to do it on your own. You know, so many times as women, we think we got to do it on our own. We're, you know, we're really good with being self-sufficient, but we are also 80% of the holders of wealth and the spenders of wealth. And we buy for the house, we buy for the kids, we buy for our partners, we buy for the dog, we buy, we, for the office, the boss, whatever it is. We're the ones, we have incredible power in our hands. And, you know, as women, I believe around the world, we're waking up right now to some of our power. And, you know, we don't have, I'm just going to go down my little path because I'm here. You know, as women, we don't have equal rights anywhere in the world. True. We don't, truly. And I believe that the United States is about to lead the way. I believe that together, when we lift our sisters up and we give each other a reputation to live up to, we're changing the status quo. And I think we're coming in in hordes right now into the workforce. You know, the first time we were in the workforce was World War I. We came in. They needed extra workers on the back lines. We did that. Then World War II, they needed not only extra workers on the back lines, they needed somebody that had at least some education that could read English and, do, you know, produce. Well, with this last economy drop, because we are in a very unique place right now. With our last economy drop, women vacuumed into the workforce. So a lot of men were let go and women just vacuumed in into different areas. And so I think we're in a really unique time right now. We see more women running for office. We see more women in a boardroom. We see more women going, sister, I got your back. And so I'm really passionate about women learning about business women learning about you know, themselves and our, our authenticity and being able to expand and grow. You know, and there's so many paradigms about being in a man's world. And there's so many paradigms that um, we haven't learned about, I should say, because men have been in the business industry for thousands of years. They've been providers, thousands of years. We're kind of like, what are we doing as we go to the front lines? You know, I mean, my mom burned her bra. My grandmother was a stay-at-home mother. My mother burned her bra. And I went, I want to be a strong feminine female. I want, I want both. I want a family life and I want a career. 
And you don't have to have either or. You can have both and happily have both and enjoy the journey of both. So at the end of days, we know we've served. The other thing is, if you have an idea, everybody is good at something. And I said that, gifts and talents. And if you have an idea and you need it, somebody else needs it. So if you think of it that way, I love to think of those that serve succeed. You know, I said so many times we come and we have our hand out. And when somebody puts their hand out, the first thing you think of is give me money. But what if we did that to our sisters and it really was, how can I serve you? And we played a different game. And I think we're on the cusp of some of that, you know, in our country and with women. And so anyways, you can't tell I'm excited or anything about any of this, right? <laughs> I love it. No, this is, Shelly, this is such a positive message that I think all women need to hear right now with all of, like I said, the, the chaos, the confusion, all of right. those things I believe are necessary to happen in order to have this transformation on this planet. So women mm -hmm. like you that have the voice is so positive and I, I really want women to connect with that. I want to backtrack to something that you said about, you know, really trusting yourself and connecting with your intuition. All too often, women will want to pursue their business or let's say go to the next level, but something happens where they're focusing on money. Like I don't have enough money to invest in that next level, or I invested in my business with X so therefore, I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to do it again. So it's kind of like, how do you break through to the next level of your own fear, your own beliefs, and, and really shift your, your paradigm to get to the next level? Because certainly you've done that in your businesses. <laughs> well, I think one of the first thing is, what do you want? The clarity of what you want, not how am I going to get it? Because the, a lot of times people go to, this is what I want, but then very quickly the mind goes to, oh, well, you got to have this and you don't have that, or you don't know this and you don't know that or whatever. So really it's the clarity of what do you want in your life? And I find that for men and women, like, what do you want? Um, some people, I worked with a billionaire and it was so funny. I went to his house and he had this little bitty house and I walked in and I looked around now. Uh, sorry if anybody's a vegan out there. He had animal heads all over his living room and it was a very small living room. And I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> my kids are vegans, so I'm not, but my kids are. So anyways, you know, he goes, does this surprise you? It was about 1,200 square feet. I said, yeah. I said, but are you comfortable here? He said, yeah. I said, okay. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, nobody would ever understand this you know i mean he's worth 1.1 billion dollars on the face of this planet why would he live in this little house and he said let me show you something and so he took me down this hallway and he opened up this door and there was like a probably about 15,000 square foot warehouse that was filled with cars old cars antique cars all every kind of car you can imagine i was like wow this is like how many times bigger than the house but it's what he wanted. It's what made him happy. And um, so I think that for as women, having clarity of what we want. You know, me, I was like, I want a Mercedes. I want a sports car. And then I'm good. 
what do you want? Some people, you know, I've been happily single, happily married and happily single again. <laughs> right? So what do you want? Okay. Um, I want a house, you know, I want a backyard. I want um, this kind of relationship. I want uh, to take care of myself this way. So really start with that because you have to clarify what it is you're creating or else we're kind of haphazardly walking around. And then we may have a success here and there, but it's not duplicatable. Hmm. So yeah. what is it that you want? Really wow. define what you want. Then the other thing is find people that are doing what you want to do. Reach out to them. Do not hesitate. You know, women have this innate ability, and I love that you mentioned it too, or reiterated on it, our intuition. We have, and it's like, I call it a little bluebird that sits on my shoulder and it's really cute. And I always like can envision this little bluebird and oops, did I lose you? Oh, I'm here. Okay, good. And so the little bluebird sits on my shoulder and it whispers in my ear. And every woman has a little bluebird that whispers in her ear. And you know, if you follow that, you know, some people call it source. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it God. Some people call it whatever they call it for them. But it's a voice that kind of not only whispers in your ear, sometimes it yells, <laughs> go that way. And you're like, but this, but that. And the mind will make up all these excuses around it. You know, at one point I um, went to, uh, my daughter had a friend that kept coming to the house, coming to the house. Finally, I was like, Cheyenne, does she ever go home? Like I was, <laughs> she was there for like a month. <laughs> she went home for a little bit. She came back. And um, the next Sunday there was a knock on my door and I opened my door and I'm in my sweats and all, all women can relate to this. My hair is like, <laughs> the door, and her dad is there. And he said, hi, Shelly. He goes, we know you. He goes, you know, I deal, my wife deals with addiction and we know who you are. We know your faith. We know what you believe in with, with women and, and young girls. And we would like to give you legal guardianship of our daughter to raise. I was like, whoa, you know, and I had my own paradigm, my own self talk that went on in my head. You know, one side of it was like, who gives their kid away? The other side of it was like, you care so much and you love her so much, you're willing to do this. And I said, you know, I need to think about this. Let me think about it. Let me meditate on it. Let me pray on it, whatever. Like, just give me a minute, you know. I'll, I'll call you in a couple of days. I shut the door. I made a list of everything. Okay, my daughter went to private school. I'd have to put another one in private school. Okay, I got a house in Northern California. There was like six bedrooms, you know. I mean, it was only me and my daughter because I was a single mom. I'm like, okay, I'd have to set up the room. Okay, I'd have to get, you know, this, this, this. She, she needs clothes. She needs, you know, like I made this list, this whole list. And then you know what? I sat down and I closed my eyes and I felt my body just for a minute. And all I know is my heart said yes. As women, we can do that and we are so intuitive. And I could make up stories about it, like, hey, we're survival of the species. I could make up <laughs> why that is true for us. 
but I just know it is. And so everything that I made up in my head went out the window. And mm -hmm. I followed my intuition. I followed. So my advice for women is when your head is spinning, because I don't know, I know as a woman, I could come in the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, the shoes are on the stairs. They got to go upstairs. The cup is over there. This is over there. This is like, we multitask yes. like no other people <laughs> thing on the planet. We can be like A to Z to D to E to A. Like we are, our brain, how it works is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it can be an asset. And in some ways it can be a hindrance <laughs> when we're going for big things in our life. And so, you know, my advice to other women would also be when in doubt, close your eyes, feel your body, just be still for half a minute to a minute. And if your head starts to talk, just stop. And just whatever it is you're wondering about, should I do this right now? If the answer is yes, you will feel it from head to toe and then go, you know, should I go to this event? Should I meet this person? Should I open this business? What does it say? If it's a no, don't talk yourself into it. If it's a yes, step forward. You know, every morning I wake up and I, I try to operate, operate that way more of the time than not. And um, I have this little mantra, I'm like, please let me hear and respond with less lag time. You know, because everything that we've grown up with environmentally plays a role in our mindset, plays a role in how we think, and how we think affects how we feel, how we feel affects how we behave, how we behave affects our results. So it's think, feel, behave, results. You know, and the only thing that can trump that, especially as women, is our intuition. So I hope that, I don't know if that answers your question, but, I, you know, I mean, if, if I could say that's a place to start, you know, is feel, step into it, hear what's going on in your mind. And if it starts, you know, most people talk themselves out of starting a new business before they even take the first step. You know, no, you, people go, well, oh, Oprah's worth a billion dollars. You, I, or anybody listening to this is no different than that woman. The only difference is, is she stepped out. That is the only difference. And you know what? Yes. Are you going to fail? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I have failed. It's so true, you know, and I want to talk about, failure because I think a lot of times that stops women from going to the next level of investing in their business, mm -hmm. scaling their business. They, they allow uh, the so-called failure. Oh, well, I can't do that. I invested X amount of money. So then I have to stop. So what is your formula for overcoming uh, the so-called failure? Uh, going back to what is the vision of what you want to create? Now I'm going to give you a really funny example and you're going to go, what the hell does this have to do with business? Excuse my language. <laughs> but it's really kind of true, okay? Um, I had a not so great marriage. 
short-term marriage. And I decided I was going to leave. And I said, oh, I was so upset. I was so hurt and so heartbroken. And it could have been real easy for me just to go, I'm out. And you know what? The next person that came in could have paid the price. I think you know what I mean. I think any woman listening to this call knows exactly what the heck I mean. Okay. <laughs> Do I trust? I don't know. Oh my gosh, it was not good. Oh, all right. And so not only do they pay the price, you pay a price. But I looked at it and I went, no, this is the right dream, wrong person. And I watched a lot of people um, that had gone through that turn bitter. They turned bitter and they turned themselves off to love or relationship or whatever, right? It's the same thing with business. How you operate is how you operate and you have to know thyself. So if I know myself and I know how I react and I know how, who I am and how I am, then I can choose, keyword choose, how I want to step into things. And so there are going to be times where I've made choices in business where I brought in a president of a, and I paid him a bunch of money and it was a disaster. <laughs> I was like, I'll never do this again. Oh my gosh, it was so much money. This is so bad. However, I learned that it was a great mistake, a great mistake. So maybe it wasn't the right person, but it was the right thought process for expansion because you can't have a business and it just be you. It can only grow so much. There's only one of you, you know? And I think it's keeping your eye on what is the dream and keeping yourself fired up, right? So we all have this wane in energy that goes on throughout the day, throughout the month, throughout the year, throughout our lives. And it's what is it that fires you up? What is it that brings you passion? What is it that engages you, that you feel alive, that you feel like fully in the game? You know, some people it's music. Like I'll start my day and I start my dance and I did, you know, <laughs> or I'll do it when I start working throughout the day and I feel my energy goes down. Like I feel myself disengage. And so it's, what is it that plugs you in? Some people it's nature. Some people it's animals. What is it that plugs you in? Some people it's music, whatever it is. You know, the best of the best leaders in the world know when they're not on target. They know when, because you can't go 110 miles an hour all the time. Right. You just burn out. You'll burn out. And so you've got to have balance. And so, but the best of the best leaders know when they're starting to wane, their energy is starting to wane or they're starting, you know, and what they do is they actually step off the path and they reground, they recenter, they refire themselves up and then they come back in. You know, it's kind of like, what is it, doing a puzzle where you can't see all the pieces because your nose is like right on the thing. And sometimes you walk away and you come back and you go, Oh, you know, so when you know yourself, because really our limitations for success are completely self-imposed. 
Limitations are all a matter of perspective, truly. And I know people go, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say. Well, you know what? I didn't always have a bunch of shoes in my shoe closet, okay? There was a time I had one pair of shoes at a time. So if I can do it, it's absolutely possible for anybody to do it. And that's why I'm like, whatever it is, and especially as women, we're harder on ourselves than the world is, okay? People go, oh, it's the media. It's this. No, you know what? I can make stuff up about myself all day long. My butt's too big, my butt's too small, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm whatever. I can make stuff up. So as a person, as a woman, you know, what is it that you maybe bought into in your mind's eye? And if you at least know what it is, when you come into your point A and you're going to point B, when you get to starting to step out, you'll know what to be aware of. See, that never changes. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I don't have that. I'm not rich enough to do it. Whatever it is, that will keep coming up. It doesn't just alternate. Like, whatever it is as you, as an individual, that same thing comes up. Like, I'm a total self-perfectionist, so it's never good enough. It really isn't. And then I, and one day I was looking at this flower and I was like, oh my gosh, I had this epiphany. And I went, the petals of this flower are imperfect, but the flower itself is perfect. So imperfection is perfection. And I know as women were like, okay, one eye is a little different than one whatever. <laughs> it's true. Like that, we are perfect just the way we are. And we have given talents and given gifts, you know, even if you're a mother staying home with six children, let me tell you something. You know what? You know efficiency. You know where those kids left those shoes. You know how to make their lunches. There are things that you have inside you that you have mastered that the rest of the world can use. And I don't care if it's baking cookies. I don't care if it's big ideas you want to start a, um, an orphanage, a world vision. Whatever it is, you know, hone in on those gifts and talents. What are you gifted at? It's usually what you like. Okay. So it's usually, um, and I tell people that all the time, write about what you're gifted at, right? So um, I'm gifted at decorating. I'm gifted and just take a piece of paper around with you all day long. It's so funny because you'll know when it's subconscious because it'll just start coming out. So first yeah. we start out and we're like, um, I'm good at baking cookies. Okay. What else am I good at? I'm good at organizing. What else am I good at? I'm good at setting the table. I'm good at whatever, right? And you make this list. Then make a list. What do you enjoy? I enjoy party planning. I enjoy, you know, kids. I enjoy elderly i enjoy this somewhere in the midst of both of those lists you will find your path mm. you will you you your path will marry each other it's very interesting very very interesting you know and then find people that are doing what you want to do what you, you know there's a price we pay for success but there's a price you pay for never starting and always wondering what if and it, you know what? It takes the same amount of energy for both. Oh, 
You know, I mean, I just, I think it's women's time right now. I think we fight on the front lines like a lion. I think we have the heart of humanity in our hands. And I think that's just what's needed on the face of this planet right now. I love it. Wow, Shelly, this has been so powerful. I mean, I could be talking to you for hours, but I do want to ask you one more question before we wrap it up. I want to talk about timelines because a lot of times what happens, let's just say you're clear on what you want to do in your vision, but then you have your deadline or timeline that it has to happen in this amount because of, well, the money is drying up or because this is what I put on paper. So my question to you is how can women navigate around setting those, those rigid timelines and really being attached to that specific outcome? <laughs> you know, I got I to laugh, okay? Because this is one of my things here. Time is man-made. Um, I think that we have our own expectations of how it should, ought, be, and must look, Okay. So a lot of times we'd like it in our time and it's not in our time. It's God's time or the universe's time or whatever, but <laughs> I understand, um, you know, and so most people quit right before success. Most people give up. And a lot of times when we start feeling tight, like, okay, the timeline is here, but the money isn't here or whatever. Most people, and when I work with large corporations, it's one of the things I talk about is they'll cut employees, they'll cut back, they start dwindling and holding tight. They move everything to the back. In other words, cut it all down okay, to the foundational level. And really that is the time to get creative. That is the time to push it out front. That is the time to go, okay, you know what? I have six months left of this. Who is doing what I want to do successfully? Because truly, connecting with one of those people, you may have everything um, right, functionable, and it could be one tweak or two tweaks that flips the company. You know, and I find that's usually the case. It's usually not everybody's doing everything wrong. <laughs> one or two things that are off. I think catapult, you know, um, it's very interesting what you're asking because it is a place where most people go to scarcity realm and they get scared instead of getting creative. But remember money's born in creativity, right? So, um, any idea can bring money. Any invention can bring money. I've had people come to me with an invention. We sold it for $325,000 without her ever. She made one prototype. It's hysterical. So I think it's also being who you're, I think it's also about who you're around. I do. You know, I think it's about who you spend your time with and who you engage with because you're either gonna, those moments, where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I got like six months of cash reserve left. Oh my gosh, you know, this should have happened three months ago. It didn't happen. Oh my God. And then somebody next to me goes, I got you, sister. I got your back. Let's do this. I have faith in you. And you plug back into that energy that you started the company with. 
that energy is what will carry you through. It's just we don't always plug back into that level of excitement and that anticipation and that curiosity and that drive and that everything. You know, so I think having the people around you makes a big difference. Big, big difference. You know, so, um, and people that have done it before. I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, yes. but, okay. A absolutely, yeah. I mean, just... You, you know, to me, the the real important thing that you said is that people stop right before, you know, they, they're creating the success, which I have seen, I have seen that all the time, they get scared, and then they quit. And also what you're saying, you know, surrounding yourself with powerful people, because you are the sum of the five people that you're surrounding yourself with. So if you get yeah. Debbie Downer that says, who are you to do that? You've spent, you know, thousands of dollars on this and it's not producing X. Yeah. Then you start questioning yourself. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, um, one person in a team of 40 or 50 people, one person who's in a company team, one in 40 or 50 in the group can bring down productivity by 40% in that business. And people don't realize that. The other thing is, one of the things about the subconscious mind is when somebody says, I say, I'm going to go start this. And somebody says, oh, blah, 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 blah. The minute they gave me that negative input. Now, input is good. Feedback is good. We like to think feedback is bad. I think feedback is great. We learn, we grow. However, a negative Debbie Downer like you're talking about you know, um, plants a seed of negativity on my new idea. Well, every time I engage that idea, my subconscious mind 70% of the time plays her tape in my head. So I am very, very, very particular in my inner circle who I have around me. You know, and I joke about it. I don't want anybody that doesn't think I'm hotter than popcorn or peanut butter. Like I really don't because there's times I have my doubts just like we all do. And I'm like, I get these great ideas and sometimes they're crazy ideas. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. However, you know, um, when I go to step into them, I want my circle to be completely supportive. I have my own doubts. You know, so it's, it, you have to be very particular who you share your dreams with. Most people don't dream large enough. You've got to dream larger than life. You know, someone goes, I, I want to do a, I don't care what it is, a daycare. It doesn't matter, right? I'm just picking something. I want to do a daycare, okay? You know, uh, that really helps um, children of addicts. Awesome. What a great service. Okay. And I'm going to do one and it's going to look like this. And then I look at her and I go, now let's take it to a state level. Now let's take it to a national level. Now you really want to play the game? Let's play an international level. What would this organization, what would this company look like? What would the umbrella of this thing be? Wow. You know, because now you're starting to get into alignment with what you're good at, what you enjoy, and how big it's meant to serve the world. So, 
you know, even if you have to keep it to yourself because you don't want to share it in case there's a Debbie Downer out there, write it in a notebook, write it out. There's something that happens between thought, emotion, and action. And that puts into the wheelhouse actual manifestation is when thought, emotion, and action come together. So write it down. What is it that calls you? What calls your spirit? What calls you out there in the world? We all have something. And you know, it's a real safe place to do it. I love when people go, I don't know my purpose. I'm like, oh, come on. You're just afraid to state what your purpose is. You know exactly why you're here. You know what calls you, children, elderly, animals, the earth, other, you know, leading other women, whatever it is, you know, and then put it into it. If you had a magic wand and you could create anything, anything at all, get your little piece of paper, get your notebook and start writing and start writing and then take it bigger and then dare to take it bigger. You know, I, I just don't believe people are here to play small and especially people like yourself and myself that we're communicating with others out there. If they're drawn to listening to this, they're not here to play small. They're here to serve in a much bigger way. And you don't have to have all the answers. Yes. And Nobody has all the answers. <laughs> we're, we're, ne we're never going to have all the answers. So if you're seeking for answers, just know that's another thing that's not going to go away. You're, you know, and I constantly even ask myself, what do I need next in my business? Or what do I need next in my personal life? Like, what do I need next? You know, so how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, yeah. So it's, what do you need next? You know, and be gentle on yourself. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. How beautiful, Shelly, the message that you are sharing with women today. I really feel like with every cell of my body, this is the message that they need to hear. And this is going to make a difference. And I want to thank you for coming on my show today and breaking down your success formula. Thank you, sister. My pleasure to serve. Absolutely. And for those that want to learn more about your work, um, you can actually in the show notes, there'll be a link, but I'm going to share the link successbydesign.com. So you can uh, learn more about Shelly and you can follow her on uh, social media. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you so much, Shelly. And until next time, everyone, this is Heather Pickin and live fearlessly. Take care. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com. Dot com.